Murabai. Good morning. I'm Judith Lay and this is Praise, the programme that connects faith and daily life. Manx Radio. On the programme today, a Manx charity is about to be officially launched. We find out why it's needed and what it will do. And with just over a week to go, I'll be behind the scenes at Spring Harvest Local talking to two of the people making it all happen. But as usual, we'll start with music. While she was a presenter on BBC TV's Songs of Praise, Pam Rhodes released a double CD called Love So Amazing, a collection of 40 recordings of her favourite hymns. And we'll feature some of them now, anticipating Pam's visit to the island next weekend. There'll be more about that after we've listened to the choir of Manchester Cathedral and I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. The account of Jesus healing ten people with leprosy is among the best-known stories in the Bible, and we might well think that an illness which was around 2,000 years ago can't possibly still be a problem today. But sadly, it is, 
Today, leprosy is destroying lives in 30 countries, threatening over 300 million people. And this really is a tragedy because leprosy is a mildly infectious disease which is easily cured. Leprosy starts by damaging the small nerves on the skin's surface, resulting in a loss of sensation. Hands and feet are usually the worst affected. And if you can't feel pain, everyday activities become dangerous. It's called a disease of poverty, and it's rife among poor people who cook on open fires, where the risk of burns to hands and arms is much higher. And if you can't feel a stone inside your sandal, an ulcer can quickly form on your foot. And when burns and ulcers form, poor diet and low resistance mean that these injuries soon become infected and hard to heal. Walking on dusty roads, it's easy to get a bit of grit in your eye. But someone with leprosy won't be able to feel it, so blindness is a common consequence of leprosy. And exactly as in the time of Jesus, leprosy carries a social stigma. People are driven out of their village if it's discovered that they have the disease. Even children are abandoned, and young people are terrified to admit that they have the symptoms and so don't get the treatment that'll cure them. Ellie Douchars from Trinity Methodist Church here in Douglas has been a long-term supporter of the leprosy mission and four years ago had the chance to go to Nepal, where leprosy is a huge problem to see the work of the charity at first hand. She came back with inspiring stories of lives changed by medical treatment and the setting up of self-help groups, and since her return has worked even harder to get local support for the charity. So when it was suggested that we should create a leprosy mission Isle of Man, a new charity registered locally, Ellie was the obvious choice to be a trustee. Well, the new charity has been set up and the trustees are looking forward to their official launch next weekend. And I'm joined in the studio now by Chairman of the Trustees, Paul Halliday, and Trustee Ellie Duchars. Let's begin by finding out how money given to the leprosy mission is spent. And because leprosy can be cured by tablets, you might be surprised to know that the money raised by the charity is not spent on drugs as Ellie explains. It's getting the treatment there, actually, because the treatment for leprosy, the tablets that are used, are provided free of charge through the World Health Organisation by the people who manufacture it. But it's the delivery of it, so that's where the money goes to. And it's also to help with self-help groups, because it's not only curing the people of the leprosy, but it's giving them back some self-respect, which has been lost by being disowned by their family, pushed aside by their community. And things like setting up self-help groups groups where they can take a lead as a leprosy affected person has a huge impact on them probably greater than the actual medication because it gives them back their life and and who they are pound for pound I'm, I'm not very good on the detail but I you know I can see where it was put into good use when I was there and also the medics that are there are outstanding I mean I was very fortunate to watch an operation it's just unbelievable with the facilities they have there the work that they can do it was about the size of this room that we're this studio that we're in now with a big open window that we could look out over the hillside <laughs> it's lovely cobwebs in the corner but the in the center everything that was green we were told, don't touch, 
because that's sterile. But unbelievable. Heath Robinson type um, mechanics that they had built to set drop foot was the operation I was watching that was being fixed. And they've built their own little thing out of metal and chains and what have you to set it in the position that they want it and yeah. while it's being put in plaster. And simple things like that, they make such a difference. We saw patients at all stages and the people who first arrived come in and they have no hope at all because nobody wants them and they can't believe that these people are there going to help them. They certainly couldn't believe that these white people had come from the other side of the world, you know, to show an interest in them. As we went into them, the different stages of the treatment, we just watched people in the different departments coming alive again, really, and yeah. finding themselves and finding a voice. And they were being taught skills. If you've lost your fingers, there's very little you can do that needs fine dexterity, obviously. But they would be teaching them other skills or giving them tools teaching them to build the tools that they need, which to us seems very simple, but to them was absolutely life-changing. Yeah. One of the cooperatives we met was were planting strawberries, and they were now not employing, because as I say, it's a cooperative, but they were inviting non-leprosy-affected people to join that. In fact, people were queuing up to join the cooperative to be involved, and then they were producing the strawberries and selling them on, bringing money back into the village, encouraged by the start-up from the leprosy mission. So, here we have a charity that changes and saves lives, enjoying a high level of support from folk on the island. So, why do we need a locally registered charity, the Leprosy Mission Isle of Man? Why can't we just continue as we always have done? Paul Halliday, Chairman of the Trustees, explains why. We can all give to whatever charities we wish to give to. But if a charity wishes to come to the Isle of Man, then the law changed a couple of years ago. You have to be registered as a Manx charity. And if you're not registered as a Manx charity, you shouldn't be here knocking on doors or standing in Strand Street. And certainly the Overseas Aid Committee will not support you. And quite clearly, Leprosy Mission wants to do everything properly. Have you had a long association with Leprosy Mission yourself? My wife and I have been married 39 years this year and we first heard about the leprosy mission during our first year marriage and we've been committed ever since. So you must be on a personal level really pleased to be at the start of the Manx charity. Yes, professionally I'm a weird person called a company secretary and not many people need my skills but setting up companies and all that's involved with that is what I do, with some serious help from Peter Canlock, Quinn Neagle, and God has given me those skills to be able to help Leprosy Mission in this way. You're really quite pleased about the level of support from the Overseas Aid Committee, aren't you, Paul? We certainly are. On the island, as Elias said, we have lots of support. We have over 300 identifiable individuals on the island and 70 or so churches supporting us. And goodness knows how many who don't give a name when they put their money in the box. But the Overseas Aid Committee has given a grant spread over two years of £99,000 to help an initiative called Wheels That Heal which we are setting out to deliver in Nigeria. Could you tell us a little bit about that, please, Paul? Yes. In places like Nigeria, there's lots of people a long way from the cities and they don't get reached. So Wheels That Heal is designed to take 
the medication to them. And it's not just about leprosy. It's about everything. So right the way through to mental health. There's a couple of doctors on board and there will be other trained nurses and so on to help. Wills at Heal is going to take healing to people who can't otherwise reach it. Ellie, you're, you're nodding vigorously as Paul is talking now because this is really exactly what you were saying at the start of this conversation, that it isn't the actual drugs themselves, it's the getting them where they need to be that is such a challenge, isn't it? It is, because particularly leprosy-affected people won't come forward because of the stigma that's attached. And this is why so many of them suffer the deformities, because they don't get caught very early. It is curable. It's not just controllable. It is curable with the medication. But if you don't get there quick enough, it can lead to so many disabilities in future. So this idea of taking it out to the people is fantastic. You know, it really but is. Just exactly what is needed. Mm. And I love the idea that it's not just leprosy. If you've got people, medical people, trained to do these things, it would be incredibly selfish hmm. not to let them treat whatever they find. Mm-hmm. And God would have us do that. So, yes, we are aiming to try and eradicate leprosy. But on the way, we meet lots of people in lots of need. And so we will help. So when there were the massive earthquakes and one of our hospitals was virtually demolished, thankfully, the operating theatres were okay. Living accommodation went, but operating theatres were okay. And people came from all the areas around and... The doctors and the nurses, they repaired broken limbs, they repaired all the cuts and bruises that people had suffered. And it really doesn't matter what race or religion you are. The Leprosy Mission medical folk will help anyone. Which is, as you say, exactly what we're called to do. Thank you, Paul Halliday, Chairman of the Trustees of the Leprosy Mission Isle of Man. The new charity has the support of Ireland churches of all denominations. Graham Easton is another of the trustees representing the local Roman Catholic Church. So, with all the legalities in place, it's time for the official launch of the Leprosy Mission Isle of Man. And next weekend, the trustees have planned a celebration they're hoping everyone will share in, with a special guest coming to the island, as Ellie Duchars now explains. Yes, we've got Pam Rhodes, who people will remember from BBC Songs of Praise. Pam is a vice president of the Leprosy Mission England and Wales. She's coming over to join us next week to help us celebrate. She has recently been in Nepal and she will have stories again, like you, Ellie, first-hand experience, so Mm. powerful. And there are two opportunities to meet Pam and also she's bringing with her... Ralph Turner, who is the chairman of Leprosy Mission England and Wales. Pam's going to come and speak to us about her time in Nepal, which I'm really excited about. I want to see how they've developed since I was there in 2015, it is, actually. It's going to be a wonderful weekend and the two opportunities that are open to the public, open to everybody, next Saturday at half past six in the Cathedral in Peel is an open event anybody can come along Pam will be there and Ralph and then also there's another opportunity at your own church uh, Ellie this is at Trinity Methodist Church at 
Rosemount here in Douglas on next Sunday morning at half past ten. Again, Pam and Ralph will be at the service, won't they? They will, that's correct. We are having one of our regular joint services with the promenade up at Trinity. Pam and Ralph will be there and the service will be led by Reverend Richard Hooton, a favourite of ours. (laughs) So yes, and that is open to anyone. Am I right in thinking that the event at the cathedral on Saturday evening is not a service? There will be some hymns that people will enjoy singing. It certainly is designed as a celebration. And if it makes you feel hungry, there will be refreshments afterwards. I can't think of anything that happens on this island that doesn't involve some kind of refreshment. (laughs) Ellie Duchars and Paul Holliday, thank you very much indeed for joining me this morning. Thank you very much, Judith. Glad that I live am I, another of Pam Rhodes' favourite hymns sung there by the London Fox Choir. And my thanks to Paul Holliday and Ellie Duchars of the Leprosy Mission Isle of Man, a new locally registered charity launching officially next weekend with a celebration in the Cathedral in Peel next Saturday at half past six, where you can meet and listen to Pam Rhodes of Songs of Praise fame, talking about her recent visit to Nepal in her capacity as Vice President of the Leprosy Mission. And you're also welcome at Trinity Methodist Church at Rosemount here in Douglas next Sunday morning when Pam Rhodes and Ralph Turner will be joining in morning worship that starts at half past ten. Well, it's not long now. In just ten days' time, Spring Harvest Local will be here on the island, bringing us an evening of heartfelt worship led by Lisa Holmes, inspiring teaching from the head of the Evangelical Alliance, Gavin Calver, and music from Lou Fellingham and her band. A few days ago, I went up to the venue, Mountain View Innovation Centre, on Jerby Road, on the outskirts of Ramsey, to see how the preparations are going. And there I met the man who's responsible for getting Spring Harvest Local over here. He's David Doricott. And I started off by asking him how he actually managed it. I've been on the board of Essential Christian, which runs the Spring Harvest event, for about 10 years. But actually, my association with Spring Harvest goes back to the very first one in 1979. And it was really quite inspirational and and transformed my life as it's transformed many thousands of others over that 41 years now that it's been uh, taking place. However, uh, one of the problems for those, those of us on the Isle of Man is that getting to the event in Skegness or Minehead is something of a trek involving a long ferry journey and then a very, very long drive to some obscure places. 
And uh, over the last couple of years, the Spring Harvest team has been trying to reach out, especially to the north of Britain, and take its local event to where people actually are. And I proposed the idea to the board that we should come to the Isle of Man, but of course that piece of water is a bit intimidating. So I had to do a bit of strong-arm tactics, because uh, now we've got a long way down the line in renovating and uh, developing the Mountain View site. We actually have a wonderful venue in a wonderful setting, and we can park cars. So I thought, what's not to like about it? The big Spring Harvest event. Is, is a residential event. It's a, it's a holiday, isn't it? It's a holiday for people of all ages, but it's a holiday with activities and Bible teaching and worship. So to bring a condensed version of it here is, is really even more powerful, isn't it? I think it is, and it's, it's just much more accessible to people who just don't have the time uh, in their annual calendars or perhaps haven't really understood what uh, the main event is about. And obviously, um, as a a team trying to put on the main event and to attract people to come and listen to that amazing teaching or to join with thousands of other people. There's something very special about worshipping with a few thousand people instead of just a few dozen. We thought we'd give people that flavour. And, and it's also a taster for this coming theme. The idea that the church is on the retreat is far from the truth across the world, but sometimes we act as though it were the case. And unleashing that powerhouse that is God's plan A for his uh, work on earth once Jesus returned to heaven that is really important. So by giving people a taster now in the autumn, we do give them the chance to say, actually, I want more of this. And hopefully they're going to join us in Harrogate for Harrogate number three, which takes place next April. David, let's talk about the logistics of it. Now, it's the 17th of September. It's an evening event. The actual event itself starts at half past seven on the Tuesday evening with the doors opening at seven o'clock. But you're also offering food, you're welcoming people to come earlier, you've got displays. Tell me a bit about that, please. One of the exciting things about the Spring Harvest and our event is that this is the church gathered. <clears throat> this is not our church in little boxes with labels on them, but the opportunity to just come together and be the people of God on the island. So I'm really excited that from the Salvation Army through to the Anglicans, the Methodists through to Elim and the Baptists, and I've probably forgotten some on the way, um, we, is we can actually just get together and have a good time together and celebrate Jesus together. And we thought, well, why not just uh, add a few opportunities before the event to just gather around food, which is something the church is always very good at, and just enjoy a time to look at resources that perhaps are not easy to get to, uh, meet with people from other streams of the church, and uh, begin the evening with a bit of unity before we actually worship together in unity and listen to God's word from Gavin. And the food is available from half past five, so it's ideal for people who are coming from college, school, work, whatever. They can just come, come straight here, and as you say, lots of easy parking. And whichever direction you're coming from it's very easy to find it's the Jerby Road it's a huge entrance with a big signpost so Mountain View Innovation Centre is very very easy to find booking tell me about that yes really easy Uh, for those with the internet look for spring harvest slash local and you'll find that the Isle of Man event is the top of the list you can book both your tickets for the event and the food online If you don't have access to the internet, I'm sure you know somebody who does. And uh, if not, uh, give us a ring at Mountain View, 811 700, and we'll help you out. I also had a chat on the phone with Abby Guinness. She's head of the whole Spring Harvest programme, which means that she organises the residential holidays as well as Spring Harvest Local. And she believes passionately that great things happen when we gather together, ready to be empowered by God's Holy Spirit.
yes, this empowering of the spirit is so important if we're going to be the church that he's called us to be. And, uh, and we can never ask for too much of that empowering, can we? To say, God, please come and, and show us and help us and inspire us to be the church you're calling us to be, to love others and to be active in our community and to make a difference. And I think if we ask God to come, he'll come. And if we ask him to empower us, he will. And that's when things change and things happen. So it's certainly a night that uh, that would stand alone. And in fact, you can ask God to come anytime, can't you? But these opportunities when we gather together offer something special, I think. There is something powerful. And there's also, I think, something biblical in gathering together. There were throughout the Old Testament, three big uh, pilgrimage festivals where all the Jews would come together in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover and to celebrate uh, tabernacles and Pentecost. And I think similarly, it's important for Christians to have times when they come together. There is something powerful about saying, I'm not on my own in this. My faith is not something that only affects me. It's actually a community belief and faith that makes a difference. And I think it's important not to be isolated and not to attempt to follow God by ourselves. I think that's just too difficult, <laughs> to be honest. I find um, inspiration when I gather with others and encouragement to keep going, all sorts of things, really. So, yes, I think being a part of something like this is very important for sustaining a faith. The great thing about Spring Harvest is that it's not one denomination. Um, there are Anglicans and there are Methodists and there are Baptists and the Salvation Army and the URC and the Pentecostals and it's one of the few events actually which isn't a particular tribe it's for everyone and we try very hard to be welcoming to everyone because we are the big family of God we are one church rather than different tribes and so I would hope that people who might not have been to church for a long time would still feel comfortable I mean, if I describe the experience of an evening at Spring Harvest Local, maybe people could decide for themselves whether that would be comfortable. But there would be sung worship with a band, and Lou Fellingham's coming to do that in the Isle of Man, and, and her style is very inclusive. She'll always do some hymns that everybody knows, uh, as well as doing some more contemporary songs as well. And then there would be a, a talk, which will be from Gavin Calver. And, uh, and again, I would imagine it might be challenging to some in different ways, but it would be easy to listen to. And there's an opportunity to pray and an opportunity to talk to God and, and ask him to empower us. And nothing will be required of you. You know, it's not like if you sit on the front row, you'll be asked to stand up and do something like sometimes happens in a comedy show or <laughs> nothing will be required of you that you don't want to offer. If you want to join in and sing, you can, but nobody will make you do anything that you're not comfortable with. And I think in that sense, it's certainly non-threatening and easy to be a part of. And you can spectate if you want to, or you can join in if you want to. And I think that's uh, part of the appeal for many people. And that's all that we have time for on Praise Today. Thank you to my guests, Ellie Duchars and Paul Halliday of the newly formed Leprosy Mission Isle of Man and Abby Guinness and David Doricott talking about Spring Harvest Local. Thank you for listening to this week's Praise Podcast. There's a new Praise Podcast available every Sunday morning. You can subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. The Praise blog is where you'll find our full church notice board, alongside details of everything that we've talked about on today's programme. Again, go to manxradio.com, on the homepage, click on air, and on the drop-down menu, follow the link for blogs. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company, and I wish you, and those you love, every blessing in the days ahead. Music.